Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I am your host, Dana. The show is being recorded on September 17th, 2019. And on this day, I have four years sober. And I've never been sober this long in my life. It was difficult to come back after my last relapse, but I've never been so grateful that I've done something in my life. My my life is totally different. It's so much better. And if I wasn't sober, I couldn't be going through the changes that I'm going through in my life with my career right now uh, because I'd be losing my mind if I was loaded. So that brings us to our next topic of conversation. K-Fog died. Um, that was really disheartening and awful and sad and I had the greatest time there for the last like three years and they came um, and they turned it into a sports station. I'm still doing part-time work on 107.7 The Bone. They picked me up so you can check me out there on Saturdays. Yes, Producer Shar. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for jumping right into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, I mean, obviously we've been off for, gosh, Everything is everything is a blink. Right? I know every everything's a blink. We and do it's, something because radio is like Groundhog's Day. It's the same thing every day, so it's hard to even tell right. what day it is. And uh, like, I feel like we do this like once or twice a year, where we, you know, life happens, yep. things go on, and then we take these little bit these we plan for like maybe just a week or two hiatus to just kind of regroup ourselves or whatnot uh-huh. and, and then, then six months later we're like did we haven't put out an episode exactly <laughs> and um i think one of the last episodes god yeah that was in like july it was around father's day when we had oh my uh, god that's right had, that was so long brotherly mud brotherly mud was on and then we did a radio we did a weekly roundup right after that right uh where we at the, where we were at the metreon and we were just like hey we just want to check in because we haven't put anything out in a little bit and um hey great news you're on middays yeah and then now we're here and it's like well hey everybody we just wanted to check in but you're not on middays anymore. Yep, K fog blew up, and no one there has a job, and because it doesn't exist anymore. And we've actually got plans for that. You know, like everybody's kind of laying low for a little bit because you know, when a station of that magnitude and you know a radio job does you know pass away mm-hmm. like that, you need some time to process and just kind of you know get some air. But it'd be yeah, we, we had we talked about you know talking about like the radio process and. Uh, getting the people that you did work with on the last incarnation of uh, okay fog okay fog back yeah here. I would like to have them on for uh, a podcast um, hopefully yeah. they're not like I'm over it I don't want to talk about it anymore but <laughs> you know what I I I would be very surprised to hear that because once a radio geek always a radio geek you'll talk about radio no matter what that's true anybody that's a radio person if you if you're like oh, I don't want to talk shop, then you're not a radio person. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> come to us and talk to us about radio. We just came from a lunch with our good friend, Nikki Black, and we talked about radio for two hours. And yep. We, among other things, but, you know. We do it all the, we do it all the time. It's our women in but, radio lunch. But, but radio people tend to love to talk about radio. That's as, true. As, as much as it beats you down and kills you and... As uh, as another radio friend of mine said, it's like it's like uh, the uh, 
the boyfriend that, that beat you, but you keep going back to <laughs> Yeah, that's that's definitely radio. I, yeah. Like, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not doing anything else. It's all I know how to do. It's all I care about. Like, I shouldn't have climbed back into that bed again. <laughs> right. But you do. No, but yeah, it's like it's like pe- when people are like, well, you're still going to do radio. I'm like, fuck you. Are you still going to breathe tomorrow? Of course, I'm still going to do radio. Like, yeah. that's all there is. And I mean, granted, radio isn't the way that it used to be. And it's not the same. And it's not going to be the same. But I and think I might have to leave the Bay Area. But if I do, Radio Rehab will still exist because we're but we're always going to do some form. I mean, even yeah. like people, people keep, you know, down downgrading or looking down upon podcasting like it's not really radio but i mean to me it's like it's a future <laughs> yeah and well yeah one day it will be radio and so so yeah i mean we'll always be doing some form of radio yeah no matter what um but then um we just might be doing radio rehab from another location or through an isdn line <laughs> so happy birthday thank you and yeah, I mean, you said it briefly in the in, in the beginning, and you're just like, "Hey, how does it feel to be sober than you've ever been sober?" Fucking feels crazy. It feels great. Um, it's it's it was like a lot of work to get here, but it was so worth it. Um, like it's so weird. I was just talking to a friend in recovery about this when I was up in Sonoma over the weekend about how it seems like a blink. And it's gone. It seems like just yesterday I came in with cirrhosis of the liver, you know, it does addicted like- to drugs and still drunk. But it also feels like I only have four years. I feel like I should have 10 years now, you know, because of all the stuff I've done in the last <laughs> four years. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but yeah, but it just to be able because, you know, being a chronic relapser, as I have been throughout my life, it's always like, you know, I wasn't really able to celebrate years one, two, and three as much as most people get to or as much as I wish I did because I've had years one, two, and three before. I was like, I have a year again, you know, and I'm thinking about the the last time I had a year in 2003 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And same with two years and three years, but I have never in my life had four whole years of sobriety. I wasn't around for the other ones, twos, and threes. Right. But- from my understanding, but you've never done it this the way that you've done it. This this way. is different. Yeah, this is definitely different. Um, you know, it's I'm my recovery is twelve step based. Although I believe that anything that keeps people sober is what they should do for themselves. But I, for me, it's a twelve step program, and yeah, I've never worked it this hard. Like I've never had sponsees. Until mm-hmm. now, like I have a grand sponsee, like that was like the greatest feeling. That that was literally explain this to me. <laughs> so it's when your sponsee sponsors someone else, and then you're the, you're their grand well, sponsor. I, I thought you, were- and it's more exciting than ha- like I, you know I don't really want babies, so I'm I, not actually not really. It's I don't want babies, so this is my baby. <laughs> I thought your I thought your sponsee had a kid. <laughs> no, God, if she did, I would hope I would not be that child sponsor because then that child would have to be an addict, and that'd be sad. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's so yeah. It's like I've never I've never had this level of recovery in my life until now. Like I've never been this you know conscientious, this working a program, trying to get back. Well, yeah, and let's bring it back to like. The K Fog thing. And I mean, like, I feel like every year you have some kind of life changing event happen that challenges your sobriety. Oh, my God. And then yeah. you 
you see the light at the end of the, you, you make it to the other side of the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It, and you know, it makes me, it really like, I, it's made me think a lot uh, about when I relapsed, when my dad passed away, it's really making me realize that what I did by, by drinking, by picking up at that time was that I made it worse. Hmm. I made the problem worse. Like, had I really been involved in the fellowship and been working a program at that time, I think I could have, you know, I could have just gone through the grief like normal people do and come out on the other side. Well, there would have been people, you, you would have had your tribe with you to, exactly. to hold your hand and sit on you. Exactly. Yeah. When they knew that that was going. Exactly. When that was going down. Cause, but I know. had, yeah, but I had cut myself off from them right. and, you know, started doing everything wrong. Um, but yeah, like right now when big events happen, I've got support. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. You know, and and it was really I think the way that we got to say goodbye to K Fog, you know, by having those extra two weeks on air to do a send off for the station, which is totally unheard of in radio. Right. Was really gr- like was a great opportunity to process. You was know, it? like yeah. It was like I really by the time it was over and you know, I was thinking I'm gonna go up to Sonoma and I'm just gonna cry my ass off and wanna talk about it. By the time I got to Sonoma Everybody's like, tell me about K-Fog. I was like, nope, I'm done talking. Done talking about Interesting. it. I've processed it. It's done. It's over. We, I have moved on. You recent, it's still sad, but... You recently guested on Bitch Talk to talk yeah. about your time at K-Fog. So we went and talked about this a little bit. But for those who don't know, it's just like, in radio, you don't have the opportunity to... You normally don't yeah, have you the... you do not get to say goodbye. To say goodbye. If if you leave, if you if you quit... They tell you, okay, well, you're not going on the air again. Yeah, Normally. and if they fire you, they, they escort you, you out of the building like in, you're a criminal. Yeah, you you come in, and then they say, this is your last day. Pack your stuff and get out. Yeah, give, and then they watch you pack your stuff, or, and they take your key card, and they these do papers, all that. And, you know, your key, card, your key card doesn't work anymore. Right. Or your key card didn't, yeah, your key card didn't work before you even came in. Yeah, you're, like, at the door calling your boss, like, why won't my key, key card work? He's like, funny you should ask. Exactly. <laughs> we and, need to talk. And no joke, these are true stories. These are, these are literally <laughs> true stories. And, um... So, and I guess I've, I, I've experienced this twice with people that have had the opportunity to say goodbye to their radio stations. Once with my old producer, Maddie, he mm-hmm. said that he was leaving. And so he got to say goodbye and we got to throw him a last on air party. Um, he was, you know, respected enough in the building to know that he wouldn't, you know, say the seven deadly words uh-huh. although he very well could have oh my god i know <laughs> and, and, and then you and and no name and all the people at Fog, but most people don't get that goodbye and i always thought that it's better to or i mean like i guess because that's just the norm is that rip the band-aid and then you go home and then you go eh, it's over whatever and deal with it you know that's kind of how we are trained and how we're how we uh and uh we put the walls up for ourselves right mm-hmm. but so i would think i always thought that if they gave you the chance to say goodbye that that would make it more difficult just because you're just like i know i'm out of here in this situation it was cool like i know uh people who were let go before K Fog exploded like rockwell and rosalie mm-hmm. they were given the chance to say goodbye Right. Well, because that's Matt Bates, you know, the nice guy in the world. He's, right, right, he, right, like, right. He, gave a, he gave them a chance to say goodbye. And they did it with class. You know, they're classy people. Uh, but 
with K-Fog, with the way it ended when I was there, because I wasn't fired or let go, just the station ended, um, it was like two whole weeks. So it was like I got to talk to listeners and process it with them. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool because everybody, you know, there was, there's a group of people that call themselves Fogheads. There's like these two groups of people and they're, they've are they always butted heads and it's been like, oh, the station isn't what it used to be, so I don't support it now. Uh, yeah, the in little, the end, and everybody f- supported it. And, and and people weren't calling in going, you suck and you shouldn't have changed the format. You know, people were calling in going, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to listen to. Oh, wow. They weren't. No. Oh. People weren't mad. I, and I'm, a lot of that's, them that's, were, I'm a foghead for 30 years. Well, and right when they said that, I'm going, oh, no. was part of K-Fog. Like, the evolution. The, so basically there's... The Foghead era, which is 1982 to 2015. Uh And then there's the Music Matters, new K-Fog, alternative K-Fog from 2015 to 2019. And basically, the Fogheads hated anything past that time. Yeah. When they did that, what they did was they they felt like they needed to What to happened to my Kebmo and Bonnie Raitt, they right. said. They 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 <laughs> needed to young it up and change it and, you know, change the look and feel of K Fog and that's what they did in two thousand yeah. fifteen. And that was when I was a part of K Fog was or more involved in K Fog was during that time when they got rid of the the Foghead era and tried to push forward. And they weren't, that was, it was a rough time. Oh, yeah. Because it was, oh it was, my God, it was kind of hostile, you know, like. Oh you, God, you, it's you, super. It, it was even hostile when I was there, you know, like people were just angry about everything. So, I mean, I, and I, and I get it, but it was just really cool that they all came around and in the end realized we were just jocks doing well, our they job did, they and also it's sad. Did, they also did it a service by, instead of going, when they said goodbye, they didn't just go say goodbye to the K Fog that you know right now. They did they pay, let the listeners say goodbye. They they pay, like the last day they paid tribute to the K Fog that just got into the call into the radio hall of fame. That's right. They, they, I mean, that's thanks to Jason Jackson, my boss. That's totally thanks to him. But he spent he was there like the night before they did they played all the old K Fog stuff, pulling stuff from CDs. He was there till like eleven o'clock at night. Nice doing that so that the you know so that the old fogheads could and get that says a lot. And that, I mean, well, you know what? That says a lot to, like, as I say, as a a real radio person, a radio person that knows that's that a real radio person, a person yeah. that knows that they're going out the door, but will work till the very with end with class and go. Yeah, I want to do this correctly. Most people, there's some people that would just, as they say piss on the board and walk out <laughs> yeah and again that's not a figure of speech that's something that's that someone actually did <laughs> he got fired and he urinated on the soundboard and bounced yeah no uh, i i think it's I, I i thought it was great and it just gave me a chance to process it and process it with the listeners and and with the people that work in the building and mm-hmm. and um you know and, and the funny thing is now that um i'm on 1077 the bone it's literally Next door to K-Fog. Not like you go outside and go next door. I'm talking like in the same hall, you walk at one studio and you go into the next. Oh, it's two feet. So weird. Yeah. It's two feet it's, away. If that. Yeah. Seriously. It's the, yeah, they're just a few inches apart. So it's it's really interested to, interesting to go on air and walk past the gutted K-Fog studio. You know, kind of like, wow. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I was in there with you the other day. Yeah. 
You should ask Matt Penfield if he wants any of those shirts. <laughs> I probably should. I know now. Now that's all that's in there is like a soundboard, five computers, a Vox Pro, and yeah, Matt my, Penfield's clothes. I found uh, some of my old my old headphones. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. A bunch of your stuff was in there. And there was a handful of my stuff that was in there, still in there too. So I got to take home some of my stuff. And a piece of my heart is still in that studio, and it always will be. This is like it was really the greatest time of my life, and it's like I got, I I got so close to the people I worked with. It was having just so much fun. It, it was just like going to high school and ditching class every day. Mm-hmm. That's what going to work was like. And I'm just super grateful for my time there. Um, and because I'm in recovery, I get to have faith that my next opportunity will be even better. And that a year from now, I'm going to look back and go, wow. So all that pain, you know, all the sadness was worth it because it got me to where I am now. And if I was drinking or using, I can tell you that is not how I would be thinking. It would be the end of the fucking world. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, you've I've seen. Just, you've seen, I've seen it. You, yeah, I've, I've I've watched you get bounced out of a station when you were. Uh huh. <laughs> and I proceeded to kill myself for the next few years unsuccessfully. Um, my liver's so, still mad at me. So that's kind of where we're at right now. That's what happened. I mean, we we said we were gonna settle in and get, and we were all excited because your schedule changed, uh-huh. and and then now your schedule's changed again. Uh huh. We have a lot more free time, which means that. We're actually, what we're doing now is uh, scheduling a bunch of interviews. Yeah, so the next one coming up is my friend Johnny Phillip, who was in a band called Limbeck. Um, Now he produces music, he writes music, he's a musician, he lives in Nashville, and I am going to get his amount of recovery wrong. I feel like he's got like eight years or something like that. That seems right. We'll We'll find out. uh, We'll find out, because he's our next interview that we've got lined up. We've also got a recovery author lined up. And um, yeah, we've got a comedian that we want to. Oh talk yeah, yeah, to. yeah. We've got yeah. So this is gonna be great. We've got a bunch of stuff that we're. But what we don't want to do is do what's been happening is doing not an episode, anything. doing an episode, and then falling off. Doing an episode. So what we're doing is we're currently we're banking up a handful of them. Yeah. And uh, but we're dropping this one right now because it's just so you know what's happening. It's timely because it's your birthday. Yeah, and it's we our, always release an episode on my it's sober our birthday, birthday month. I'm actually looking forward to. I, I go to one AA meeting a year, and it's always let that let it be known. She's not an alcoholic though. Like, <laughs> I, I go I go to one, I go to four a week. <laughs> I go to one meeting. Oh yeah, I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, but I go to the one open meeting. A That's year. right. With you and your family to, to get celebrate my chip. your uh, your chip. Uh, it's always the chip. The bir- what do they call it? The birthday meeting. The birthday meeting. Yeah, and then, uh, I go to the birthday meeting uh, in Sonoma. It's at the end of every month. Yeah, and what's going? What's fun about it is, uh, if you don't know, Dana and my birthday is we're four days apart. Yeah, and and Libras, and it falls, and the chip meeting is always the last day or the last Friday of every month. Right. So it. Just conveniently lands around both mine and your birthdays. So we go to your chip meeting, celebrate your birthday, and then we celebrate our birthdays with your mom. Yeah, exactly. And we have a big sushi and, dinner. And, 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 the, and the two of us look forward to this uh, to this fun dinner every Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's super exciting. And I'm excited about the radio rehabs we've got coming up for you. And um, I'm excited about my four years. And we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, we're we're. Uh, I'm guessing we're gonna drop uh, the um, John episode uh, the week of the 
uh, first, so the beginning of October. Perfect. That's when uh, he wants it released because right. he's got a record coming out. And right. He wants it's it going. It's going with, with his with his uh, with his record release, and then um, from there we're gonna launch. Uh, Dana's having heat flashes. Dude, I swear to God, like my body temperature, I I feel like I've been menopausal my entire life. I'm like a walking like sauna. Dude, don't say you're early menopausal because you oh, that No, that I am not. Dude, God better not be putting that shit on my plate. <laughs> that not, no, like no, no, no. I'm handling this, but me, please so for the love of God, don't add to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, we'll, we'll launch on, uh, we'll, we'll relaunch on October 1st. We might try to squeeze in maybe another episode if we can, uh, before then to, to keep everybody, um, updated with anything new, but, uh, we definitely are going to launch if we don't do seasons on radio rehab, but we'll call it a new, new season, season and, um, season make, four and make it uh, consistent. Yeah. And if you would like to email us. It's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And it's at Radio Rehab Dana on all the socials. Thank you for listening, and thank you for sharing my birthday with me. Keep coming back.